0: You're listening to the Functional Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Patrick Hester and Tracy Townsend.
1: It was the two weeks before Christmas, and all through the podcast, Patrick and Tracy looked at each other and said, the hell are we going to give people? So you are joining us now for a very functional holiday list podcast episode here, folks. So welcome to the Functional Nerds. Let's see if we can figure out stuff and work out our naughties and nices. How's it going, Patrick?
0: It's going well. And I don't want, I don't want this podcast episode to be confused with one that Beyond the Trope did talking about gift giving. Even though theirs came out first, they copied us. So I'm just—that's
1: true, I'm just, and ours is I'm better. Just putting that yeah. out
0: there, yeah. right mm-hmm. now.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I'm we have what's called good ideas. Hand motions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the, the hand motions translate definitively and clearly yeah, for people listening. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I need like a like a video game sound
1: effect for when I move my hands. sound like shing. Oh, almost like a, like a fruit ninja kind of thing. Where yeah, yeah. you can got it. Man, that's a blast from the past, would not it? That was like seven or eight whole years ago that people did things like Care About Fruit Ninja, maybe even longer. Oh, anyway. So in in, in the reality, like the actual real world of Shea Townsend, a lot of our Christmas shopping is already done. Um, when we don't normally get our, our – Sort of ducks in a row, quite this early. We're recording the first weekend of December, but you're going to be hearing this episode about two weeks in. Um, so that gives us a little bit of a sense of where we're we're kind of existing in the space time continuum. And I think this year we were able to get a lot of our shopping done as early as we did because we took a pretty narrowly focused approach, um, not just to who we were shopping for, but to like really thinking about what people would enjoy or what people would need, unless the sort of like. So and so just needs a thing to unwrap, um, which I know is something we've we kind of talked about a little bit in our in our yeah. patron feed only, just us recently. Yes,
0: I, I also recently watched the uh, "Am I the Asshole?" episode of uh, Irish people, drunk Irish people try to read "Am I the Asshole?" posts about mm. it, and mm. one of them was uh, a woman is was dating a guy and they'd been together for a while and they'd done a lot of stuff together. And he finally decided, you know, like she, she took him to her family stuff. He said, uh, let's go to my family stuff. And she, you know, did the thing where she got the list of everybody who was going to be there. She got everybody a present, you know, she wanted to be very part of the whole experience and she had gifts as well from them. Every single one of them was a lump of coal. Oh, and no one, including the boyfriend, bothered to tell her that they have this quote unquote fun tradition when anybody new comes to the family gathering um, of just giving them coal.
1: Wow. That that seems like maybe some okay. forewarning would have had value.
0: Yeah. So I'm I, I I would hope that she broke up with that dick. Because come on. I you know, you don't do that. You don't you don't give your significant other Zero heads up that they're about to be trolled by your entire family.
1: No, no, I think that that's, that's dirty pool right there. Yeah. So, but
0: the point is that, you know, at
1: least they had something
0: for her. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Yeah. yeah, For sure. (laughs) And so I I mean I we have a lot of people in in our lives over in Shea and who very much fit the geek mode and geek model um there are of course the the infamous uh hobos who come over to play games with us and and so on uh, the I have to
0: I have to have to interrupt you because
1: we have to yes, go yes. back to
0: something so I, yes. I I I want I would really like to know from the listeners does it surprise anyone anyone that it's the it's the first weekend in December Tracy is pretty much done with Christmas shopping, and Patrick didn't even realize that there was supposed to be Christmas shopping yet.
1: I'm, I mean, supposed. Does that shock
0: anyone? Is that like, is that surprising? Like, I can't imagine anyone listening to this is going.
1: I mean, I am also going to submit for the record that. A few days ago, all Tracy kind of was able to do was to sit around and either grade papers and be mad about grading papers while having COVID or sit around with COVID and be online clicking things with her credit card. However, however, but you, you want to guess which it. one I did more of? But you <laughs> thought about it. Like you were thinking mm. about, oh, I need to get the, like I,
0: I need, like I have to have a list. I have to get yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's my point. It's like you were thinking mm-hmm. about it. And when we sat down today to record and you said, you know, oh, we're going to do the gift thing. My reaction was, "Oh, that's right. We did talk about that. I guess
1: <laughs> that's all right." So I'll, I'll 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 throw out a couple things here to kind of warm things up.
0: Oh, I yeah, I, I got, yeah, I got yeah. a couple things, but yeah, let's let's go. go. Yeah, like, what? Do well, you, okay. What so you, you
1: know? mentioned you, the you kind know? of uh, the "Am I the asshole?" toxic uh, family tradition of the Cole. And yeah. I think uh, this is something that I've talked to listeners about before, although it may have largely been on the patron feed. So just for for here for the the open generalized feed, there is a tradition that I am part of by 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 marriage. You know these things happen, and so I have inherited this from the Townsend end of the family. Uh, that's called Evil Santa, and the notion behind Evil Santa is what you might kind of guess from the name basic ideas that if if the universe is to remain in balance as all things must there are there are forces of light and goodness and darkness and there's forces of being an absolute horrible troll and a shitbird uh and if the the real Santa is the force of light and goodness and darkness, then surely there must be his antithesis. And it's not like a Krampus kind of thing. It's evil Santa. Evil Santa brings you gifts. Evil Santa gifts are things that no reasonable person would actually really want or possibly enjoy. So envision like a white elephant sort of thing where the white elephant thing is meant to be sort of funny or weird, except kick it up a notch. And and that's the sort of realm of evil Santa. And one does not do presents in Shea Townsend without also giving evil Santa presents. Generally speaking, people get whatever presents they get, but everybody's also going to get like an evil Santa gift. And the evil Santa gift is... Looked forward to, I think, with almost equal anticipation as the actual authentic gifts, because it's in and of itself this kind of like duel of of the fates for, you know, who is going to have the high ground here? Who's going to who's going to really take the other ones out with the most horrible, imaginable, evil Santa gifts? So there can if this be sounds only one. Indeed, if we're mixing our, you know, with the high ground and the and the the duel of the fates and the the, and the Highlander thing, we're just kind of mixing all of our geek metaphors here, which is great. Uh Um, So, if you're saying to yourself, "Gosh, that sounds like a completely healthy and well-adjusted thing to do," I too want to have an evil Santa tradition. Well, I got a couple suggestions for you. Do you have someone in your life who deserves to be tortured by horrendous, awful noises, particularly if they have a small child and or spouse or partner in their life with um, inability to sort of regulate their choice making? I would suggest the automatone. So the automatone is a Japanese electronic musical instrument. It looks like a giant clef note. Uh, And so imagine like a giant clef note, but it's about the size of like a clarinet. And... You turn it on and it has on its neck of the cleft note part a sort of slide bar that's just a touchpad. And when you make contact with it, it adjusts relative pitch as you pinch the front of the little bottom part of the note, which sort of opens like a horrendous Pac-Man mouth. And then as you sort of strangle it up and down its little cleft note neck and pinch its little horrifying Pac-Man cheeks, it will make crazy synthesizer noises that depending on whether you've given it to a small child or someone who actually cares about music will either sound horrible or like bad music. Um, So if you like this idea, if this, if, if this speaks to your soul and says, yes, there is someone who deserves to be tortured forever with, with music that is not music and terrible sounds that are like, what if slide whistle, but also 80s hair, um, then you should probably check out an automaton. There are going to be a few people in our life who are getting them. And um, (laughs) we'll see if they ever talk to us again. Nice. So that's one thing. I have another pick of uh, another, um, I almost said pick of the week. I have another (laughs) evil Santa gift suggestion, but that one's actually specifically for Todd. Uh, So I'll hold on to that for a minute and give you, give you a chance to, to toss something in here. Okay. What do you think, Patrick?
0: So I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't do any evil stuff. But No,
1: because you're you're actually a well-adjusted human deep down. I said
0: deep. I don't think I don't think, anything, I don't think anybody fucking believes that, but um <laughs> they're like, "Wow, what does she want from him?" But um <laughs> I I was thinking about, you know, gifts that you can give to people. So they're there's lots of ways to do this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a couple different ways. But comic books, yeah, okay, you can give comic books. Now, what usually happens when when someone says that is is that the the person who's considering it gets. Uh, uh, decision paralysis. Well, what do I get them? What do they like? What is this? What is that? You know, they they go through that. And 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 I know that not everybody liked The Big Bang Theory. I loved The Big Bang Theory. And there was there was episodes where, you know, people wanted to give comic books to people. And Stuart handled it kind of well. He's he's like, "Well, you know, what are they into? Like what do they like?" blah blah blah. I still think that that's too much. So, hmm. my my point is there are there's lots of different services that you can do. So Mystery Box is one of them. Uh, There's a couple of different versions of Mystery Box and different companies that do that where you can just basically say, I want a mystery box full of comics uh, and please send them to this person. You could do that. Okay. And it's just a random sampling of comics. It could be older comics. It could be newer comics. Like there's options that you can do, but it takes the decision making out of your hands. Like you don't have to worry about that. You can just send someone a bunch of comics and be Mm -hmm. like, here, here's some comics. Enjoy. Enjoy. That's one way. The other way is a comic book store and mile high comics does this. And and I don't know, of course they're, they're huge. So I don't know that your local store would, would necessarily have something like this, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And what mile high comics will do is you can like, they will sell you a rando box of comics. Okay. (laughs) And, and again, you can pick genres. You can pick like, Oh, I only want Marvel or I only want DC or I only want independence or I want older stuff or newer stuff. And, and it's like $25. And they will just put a bunch of comic books in a box and send it to somebody. Yeah. And again, you just get a random pick. So I think that that's a really fun, easy way to give someone that you know is into comics or potentially wants to read comics a bunch of comic books.
1: That is a good plan. I haven't heard of the the actual like brick and mortar local stores doing the the random box. Mile, before, but that's really cool. Mile High Comics does, but again, they're
0: huge. Like they've got that gigantic warehouse.
1: Yeah, and they probably have a lot of inventory where they're at a certain point where like we're not going to move these back issues unless we, you know, yeah. figure out a clever plan. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, if you're if you're trying to buy for someone who is in the sphere of what what does what does everyone do and what does everyone sort of want or need or or whatnot? Because they're maybe they're not a geek. They're not they're not going to be happy with um with with a comic subscription or a, or a pull box or, or anything else. Um, I've been having a ball lately in my extremely food geeky way with my latest food contraption, uh, and it's cheap. It it cost all of 50 bucks to get the version of it that I have. And the version of it that that is uh, sort of a step down from it is like 25. I have a Hamilton Beach sandwich maker that I just got. Um, and so let me sing the praises, because right now there are lots of people who are like, oh, God, I don't want to be the doof who gives somebody like a weird small appliance. But doof you shall be because it, it's big worth it. So the one I have is makes two sandwiches at a go. It was about 50 bucks. You can get one for about 25 that does the one. And the idea behind it is if you're the sort of person who kind of digs breakfast sandwiches of the sort that you might normally get from a drive through going from point A to point B from someplace, but you don't like paying for them or, you know, dealing with the health consequences of whatever bullshit McDonald's is putting in their stuff most recently or whatever – This allows you to make exactly that. So it has this like sequence of rings that are in between two superheated plates that are kind of like, they look like they'd be a panini press, but these rings that slot in between them, the bottom one will hold, for instance, the bottom of a, a English muffin. And then you throw on top of it, like your cheese and your meat and whatever. And then there is a plate that slides over that with a cup part on top of it that's sized exactly to fit onto whatever your bun bottom is. You crack an egg into that um, and you, know, you, you either poke it just a little bit to let the yolk run or you just like straight up scramble it and pour it in. And you put the last ring down on top of it um, and that creates a sort of framework for putting on the lid. And then you close a little panini press, dude. You set a timer that they have on board there And it will beep when it is done. And then it does the coolest thing where you take the little plate thing that slides and you slide out the plate that suspends the egg on a heated surface. And then that's gone. And it just like falls. (laughs) And so the entire sandwich is just there together. And you lift up these like biscuit cutter ring looking dudes that you've got. And there you go, man. You got your like egg a muffin. And I have done I've made the kids pancake sandwiches with it this week with like little pre-made frozen pancakes that you can get for like a big bag of them for like four bucks from the from the grocery store. I've, you know, turned English muffins into things they're actually willing to eat. Um, you know, I've taken a cookie cutter to pieces of bread and done like little sourdough toasted bread sandwiches. Um And because all I need to do is spend like 60 seconds throwing the ingredients on the stupid little press thing, and then it spends anywhere from two minutes to five minutes cooking, depending on what I've done, I can actually feed both of my kids breakfast and it's like hot real food before school. And I can do it in less than 10 minutes and it's amazing. Um, It has transformed my life. Um, This does two sandwiches at a go, but you can get one that does one. It cleans up real easy. Big happy, much worth it. I feel like I'm at an infomercial now, but I'm a true believer.
0: Yeah. You are such a mom. I know, right. <laughs>
1: it's so not cool. Mm. I get to feed my yeah. kids breakfast in under yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, Valerie, yeah. tell us all about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know how dads handle breakfast? It's like, here. Yeah. Here's,
1: here's a cereal. A, here's some cereal. <laughs> right. Like I found a granola bar in the uh in the glove compartment. <laughs> you know? So here you go. Your mom left a cliff bar in the car. Eat it. <laughs> should, should be in the cup holder. <laughs> yeah. That's uh um, That's pretty
0: funny. But that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I It is kinda ago, cool. Yeah. I bought I bought the little rings, uh like pancake rings kind of thing that uh Yeah, for you like you actually using here. on the stovetop. You yeah. could use in the stovetop on your pan, but the problem was that they they weren't even, and you had um, to use you had to like I was trying to use them for eggs to make the eggs like you're talking about, right? To make like the ring like the egg ring, but yeah. your eggs are too liquidy and they would just slide right. They under would those seep out
1: from leaves. underneath.
0: Yeah, and yeah, because the
1: never, little never, slidey plate guy that I'm yeah, talking about, yeah. not a thing. It's great. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, so to keep Joe hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I I found something just now that I was looking at and and you may have talked about this before I can't remember uh there's a book there's a cookbook out it's the ultimate gamers cookbook recipes for an epic game night
1: oh I I mean I've had lots of people give me sort of like fun like world themed or like different IP themed cookbooks before yeah. but that one I don't have yeah that one I don't this know one
0: this one sounds pretty cool it's a collection of 50 gamer themed uh eat with one hand kind of meals uh to, oh okay to help you kind of go with your with your game night yeah um it looks like it's andy oh gosh what's the name andy l-u-n-i-q-u-e is the name of the okay. author of this uh but it looks pretty cool and it, it's it's not particularly expensive um <laughs> they have NPC non non problematic cheesecake. So it's essentially like cheesecake <laughs> in a little mason jar.
1: Oh, okay. Kind of thing, yeah. You know, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Because uh, cheesecake is a big pain is, in the ass to make. Yeah. You know, fried bread. Everybody loves right. fried bread. I'm just looking at some yeah. of these things that they've got here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's pretty good. Uh, Raid ready noodle salad, uh, mm-hmm. tactical cheese spread. <laughs> Hectical food. cheese
1: spread. <laughs> oh, so, mind
0: boggles. Uh, yeah, so that's out there. So something like that I think would be kind of cool. You know, I, it's funny because I always tease Giles that he needs to amp up his his game night uh, food spread. So that'd be something that'd be kind of good for him.
1: Yeah, there you go. So hopefully Giles isn't listening. And you haven't this <laughs>
0: well, way. I hear the stories of all the stuff that you do for, for gamers at your house. And then I go over hmm. to Giles and he's like, we're having pizza it's you
1: know, different strokes for different folks yeah yeah works works a little different ah uh, oh my gosh so kind of picking up the volley from here um one one unfortunate reality for me because we're at the end of the semester or getting close to it uh it's certainly by the time this episode goes live for folks one of the unfortunate realities for me is I often I'm not in the next couple of weeks going to be able to do any of the games as part of game night, because while everybody else is off in the other room doing the game thing, I'm going to be grading stuff. Uh, And that is just the way of the world uh, for this particular time of year. But I will say that I feel like I can kind of get through the whole process of grading stuff so much better because I've become also fangirl convert uh, to the world of The Weighted Blanket. Um, so if I have to be stuck sitting on the couch or sitting in in the chair, feeling like everybody else is doing something fun and I have to do this thing, that's a lot of work. Oh my God, a weighted blanket. So like the whole I'm going to acknowledge when I say this, that the whole world of the weighted blanket is actually kind of crazy complicated. If you look into them that much, because like they're weighted in different ways or filled with different stuff and they come in different sizes and they come in different weights and so on and so on and so on.
0: I, Um, I, I personally I like the one that's full
1: of the bones of your enemies. Oh, yes. It rattles, too. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, when you roll over. And so uh, I, I love to use them like for bed bed at nighttime, but I will also, you know, sometimes sneak them in for just kind of, I'm going to comfort myself while I must do the thing I, I do not wish to do. Um, but for me, I'm a big fan of a 12 pound blanket. Uh, and for reference, they, they they do a lot of talking. I've seen discourse that says that you should aim for a weighted blanket that is 10% of your body weight. I think that's insane. Uh, because then you start ending up with numbers that are just like, what are, what is even happening here? Um, You know, one of one of David's sisters followed that dictum and ended up ordering a blanket where she was like, no, no, this is not this is far, far too big. This is far too much for me to possibly be comfortable Um, because you think about it. And, you know, as soon as you get a human being who's anywhere close to being like 200 pounds or so, like how many of us really want or need to have a 20 pound something laying on us to. I mean, at that point, just get a really big friggin' cat um, yeah. <laughs> and, and have it like sprawl on you, right? So the 12-pounder is good for me. And for for reference on this, I'm about, I waver between like 130 and 135 pounds. So clearly for me, it's not even 10% of my weight. And it's also like, that's like the upper limit. I, I wouldn't want to go heavier than that. Um but David uses it too, and he is not 130 pounds um, and seems to think that it is good and fine. Um, and I don't know. I fall asleep better with it. I am more comfortable. I toss and turn less. Um, it chills me out. I am a big fan. And now that they've become kind of ubiquitous, you can find them at all kinds of price points that are not insane. Nice.
0: Yeah. So other, than, it, other than Zelazny, Mm, yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite
1: book series? Oh, um, gosh, um, I'm a real, real big fan of N.K. Jemisin's The Hundred Thousand Kingdom books. Uh, they're not new; they they came out almost ten years ago, I want to say. Uh, but they're really, really good. Um, and I am also a real big fan of Max Max Gladstone's The Craft Sequence books. Um, so those are. A pretty solid bet for me. Um, I'm actually doing a reread of the first one of them right now as part of uh, an independent study I'm teaching. So here's my suggestion.
0: Yeah. Uh, if, like Tracy, our listeners have a favorite author slash series of books, and they just love them and they wish that more people read them, you have the power to make that happen. Buy the first book. If it's an ah. older, if it's an older series, a lot of times there is a box set now. True, and uh, but my my thought was if you could get the first book, and you can get multiple quantities of, like maybe like buy ten of them, and give those out sure. to ten friends. Mm-hmm. You have just <laughs> given two Christmas presents, right? Because you you've you've supported the author that you love,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you've spread the love of that series to mm-hmm. ten friends.
1: I mean, and also you're working on the tried and true logic of drug dealers, where the first hit is free. Um, exactly. So we so this, know that this. This happens.
0: This has happened to me th- because my friend in Japan wanted books recommendations. Like he's like, I need, I need things to listen to because I'm, I'm doing stuff at the hospital. Blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. He's like, I have a lot of dead time where I'm just sitting here, and I, need he's, not. I'm like, okay. He is totally hooked <laughs> on so many things now because of me, and I, and I literally gave him. Like things for free. it's like here, here's the first one at yeah. like Jim Butcher. I gave him the first like Stormfront and boom, yeah. he went through the entire Dresden files. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now now he's working his way through other things that I love. Like he did he did Iron Druid. Uh yeah. he has done uh he's working on the wheel of time, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it it, it just opens up it's like a huge gift. Just,
1: and it's kind of a them gift to your friendship book. with these people too because now you yes. have this thing that you didn't share together before that you can talk to them about.
0: Yeah, don't worry about it, don't grouse about it, don't think about it. It's a thing you love, give it to them and just let it go.
1: Yeah. They'll either yeah. love
0: it or they won't. If they love it, cool, they'll continue on with it. But it's it's just giving a book.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's a great that's it's a great suggestion. That's um there're not a lot of ways that that can go wrong.
0: So. Okay. So one more each because we we actually have another recording we have to do after this.
1: Yeah, I have a whole um, – and I, I think I probably um, – I will go to the patron feed uh, to share some of my more serious ones. But I did tease before that I had a second Evil Santa uh, yes, gift and, and promised us. it to, to Todd. And now I'm going to promise it to the universe. Um We've heard many times the sort of references and jokes about Malort uh, going on here, courtesy of me being a Chicago local. Have you ever said to yourself, no, no, drinking something that tastes like pure suffering and evil isn't enough. I need other ways of of putting things in my mouth that will make me and the people around me miserable. Well, let me introduce you to an iconic candy of Joliet, Illinois, G-Shaft. (laughs) Yes, that's literally the name of this candy. So it is produced uh, by Dan's Homemade Candies of Joliet. And yes, you can order from them online. And I will say in fairness to Dan's Homemade Candies of Joliet, they have many lovely, wonderful candies. This is not one of them. Um, They have Plenty of things that would actually be worth you pulling out your credit card and making an order and paying the shipping to get it to you wherever you live here in the contiguous uh, United States. But yeah, G-Shaft, G-Shaft's evil Santa territory. Um, G-Shaft is a whorehound-based candy um, that tastes like burning wood, peat moss, and lost dreams, um, and so the idea behind G-Shaft is you get the package and you're like, what even is this? And you open it up and you're like, ah, it's a hard candy, like one of that sort of hard candy you can easily imagine being in a in a crystal dish in the front hallway of a very old person. And it's possibly dusty, like that type of hard candy. It's got that vibe to it. But the thing about G-Shaft that will stick with you other than it's absolutely Horrendous flavor, which means that it's going to be an evil Santa stocking stuffer, if anything in the world would be, is its origin story. Because the package will tell you that G-Shaft is named for the G-Shaft of the particular mining corporation uh, at which the creator of the G-Shaft, Candy's husband, was killed in an explosion that (laughs) killed him and all of his co-workers. And she and her fellow widowed... um, her fellow, her fellow widowed women needed some way to support themselves because there was not money provided to them by their, by their uh, late husband's employers. And so with many mouths to feed and it being depression era, they began to make candy at their uh, kitchens and they sold it out of barrows in the neighborhood and they named the candy G shaft. Uh, And so if you ever want to both eat a candy and feel like Capitalism is bad at the same time? May I recommend G-Shaft? Evil Santa recommends very much. That's funny. That's awful. (laughs) It's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. (laughs) It's called G-Shaft because they died. (laughs) Have the candy of death. All right. Time for you to wrap it up for us, sir.
0: Okay. So... Tracy, there's, um, I I, I hate getting serious, but sometimes I have to get serious. I'm going to get serious with you. It it comes up almost in every recording that we do. uh, Where you point out stuff behind me in the video to the guests, Uh, you always focus in on two specific things, uh, which which makes me believe that rocket envy
1: oh is, it's yeah it's a terrible it's real. terrible it is don't let it happen to your friends
0: on 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 the world and you know not everybody can can have rockets necessarily mm-hmm. uh in the past but now you know someone has come forth and they have uh, they've created something that i think will help with rocket envy and this is a this is a cork rocket desk organizer oh okay and uh this is this is a a rocket that is made of cork and you can actually open it up and Mm -hmm. and so you know you've got the the rocket with the shaft and everything and then you open up the tip and inside is where you can put your pens your pencils your your stuff like that uh it's it's a little less expensive you know and the the design is not quite as intricate yeah um, i mean it's made of cork Right. But uh, it might qualify as a as a mild Santa gift, not necessarily. Oh,
1: like a, like a sort of shady Santa gift? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, it, it would help you keep your desk decluttered. You it's know, true. But at the same My time. My desk is cluttered. Have yeah. a rocket there that you can it stare is, yeah. at. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: and, and, can, and enjoy yourself. And then yeah. you also wouldn't have to worry about. You can pet it you know,
1: and talk to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I I, I just think that it would, it would help. Okay. It would just help. Yeah.
1: This is, um, this is the nicest intervention that I've ever had in an entirely public (laughs) soon to be online forum. Thank you. Thank you. So... (laughs) In all sincerity, though, we have some other things uh, that we can recommend and share, and we'll be happy to do that on the patron Facebook page over the next few days, kind of leading up to this episode going live. Having mentioned the patron Facebook page and the patron... uh, Just Us episodes before, if that's news to you, we do have a Patreon page. And if you were to look up the Functional Nerds on Patreon, you could become one of our subscribers, uh, give yourself the opportunity to get some behind-the-scenes access to us and interactions with us, some additional content that uh, doesn't go out into the main part of the universe where the rest of the world is, uh, and be a little functional and slightly dysfunctional with us uh, on a more of a first-name basis. So Thanks so much, Patrick. We are going to need to breeze through this one because we are like triple, literally triple booked today. So
0: I'm quadruple booked, but yes.
1: You are. Yeah. Good. I mean, but again, this goes back towards envy issues. And so I'm going to, <laughs> we are triple booked. And in addition, you are quadruple booked and I'm going to go look up cork rocket things for desks for no particular reason.
0: <laughs> there you go. And scene. You've been listening to the Functional Nerds podcast, but you already knew that. So why not tell all your friends about us? Think of it as giving us a holiday gift. Speaking of holiday gifts, why not visit our Patreon over at patreon.com slash functional nerds and give us a couple of bucks? We'd appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation, we appreciate the folks over at Beyond the Trope. A podcast by nerds for nerds. Giles and Michelle release episodes like Clockwork every Tuesday. No, wait. That doesn't make sense. Podcasts aren't like Clockworks. Podcasts are fun sound vibrations for your ears. That got weird. Sorry. Just go listen to Beyond the Trope and we'll forget this conversation ever happened. Now the meep and moopsie walk into a bar. Mr. Carpiers, you got it right. How about that? Yeah. You can call me Cannoli Joe. If you've if you've never listened to the podcast, there there's there's two different styles here. There's there's Tracy who does prep work and comes up with some very thoughtful questions. And then oh squirrel. Oh for God's sake, Patrick Louise. <laughs> Are you okay with me recording you today for the purposes of this podcast?
1: <laughs> okay. That's probably a good enough signal.
0: <laughs> when someone comes up to me and says, hey, I really love what you do. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you know who I like? I think you have me confused with someone else.
1: The whiz bang and the gosh wow and the sense of wonder stuff. My favorite thing about time
0: travel is I actually had a time travel joke for you guys, but you didn't like it.
1: I'm so excited.